Thank you, you. Could you clear Thank that you. up for yes. the probably okay. few people who are listening <laughs> who don't know what Rat in the Kitchen is? Sure. Okay. Hey everyone, I'm Michelle. And I'm DJ. And this is... <laughs> Roses and Rejections, a podcast on the Pop Break Network where we talk about all things Bachelor Nation. Woohoo! This week. This week. We will be talking about two different shows. Yes. Um, the Courtship. Yes. And The Ultimatum. Yes. Interesting, both being the, like yeah. how we usually talk about The Bachelor. And The Bachelorette. And yes. The Bachelor in Paradise. And The... <laughs> Love F- is Blind. And The Love is Blind. And The <laughs> FY Island. No, just kidding. That is that, um, you know, it really helps... You know, there's that stereotype yeah, that yeah. people of a certain generation put the in front of everything. Uh, do you know what originally Facebook was called? The Facebook? Was it? It was. Like, the original name that Mark Zuckerberg oh. had for it was The Facebook. That's funny, because, like, yeah. I remember when, like, kids used to make fun of their parents. Yeah, for calling it The, the Facebook. Facebook. But I, I think I think even by the time we were on it, it had um, already rebranded to just Facebook. Yeah. But the original, like, name he had was The Facebook. I even think it's in that stupid movie... Uh, the social network where like the Facebook just call it Facebook, like, mm. whatever. The Twitter. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about the shows. Um, yeah. How are you, Michelle? Um, so we we're maybe in spring day two right now. Spring like, day two. Spring is electric boogaloo. Um, I have terrible allergies. Yeah. So and it it's really punched me in the face recently, and I have been trying to not take as much medicine as i usually drown myself in because i'm pregnant so uh i apologize if i come across as sounding a little uh nasally or if you hear a sniffle or two during the podcast so make sure to sniffle right into the mic so you really get the experience like even the thought of that's nauseating to me but um yeah and and uh, other little personal news that's like a little personal victory to the two of us at least to me right now because um we got to feel the baby kick for the first time today. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Like, no small kicks either. This baby's gonna, like, like really beat the crap out of me. I can feel it. <laughs> There's no practical, like, <laughs> like pregnancy or new- newborn reality show. But I can't wait till this uh, podcast pivots to, like, we're just talking about our kid. Because it's the only <laughs> thing that, like... People, when they have a kid, talk about it. It's like yeah, their kid, right? It's, it's like, you want to see photos of my kid? And it's like, of course not. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you always turn to those people. Yeah. It's like, you it's know. True. It's true. It just happened. Because, you know, your whole life is engulfed by, like, being pregnant yeah. and, like, what you eat and, like, what you're doing and everything you're doing I, and wearing. You know, and I don't mean to be rude, but listen, I don't need to see photos of anyone's anything if I'm not, like, related to you. You know, mm. you just talk about stuff. You tell about your kids, about your dog. I don't need pictures. Just not my thing. You know what's funny? I love seeing people's pets. Yeah, we're just di- different. That I way. Lo- love it's pets. I don't know if it'll be the same for children, um, but I love seeing people's pets. Like yeah, I love it. I will true. always take unsolicited uh, dog pics. <laughs> a show where we got to see a lot of pets, The Ultimatum, which oh, we're we going to talk about in a seg, but first. <laughs> I was like, I was what, like a, how to transition. What, a, what a segue. Let's talk about the courtship first. Um, yeah, let's. So, okay. Available on NBC. I don't even know when it airs on NBC. It airs on NBC, but then it's available on Peacock. It's on Peacock. That's which, what we've been watching it on. Just watch it there. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So this show. Yeah, the premise of this show is that they have one girl 
and her name is it's not Remy. It's like Miss Remy. It's, that's because that's her last name. I Miss have Remy. some misgivings with the show. Well, I'm going to call her Miss Remy because that's what the okay. stupid show calls her. Sure. Miss Remy. Um, and her court, yeah. which is her parents. Mr. And, and Mrs. Remy. Mr. and Mrs. Remy. And her sister, who has a different last name because she's married. Miss, Mrs. Whatever, yeah. And then her best friend. We're just going to call her Jill. Her best sure. friend, Jill. So now, the funny thing is that they showed... And then they have all these men who are trying to court... Her, the lead, Miss yeah. Remy. You got all of them. You got Mr. Chapman. You got Mr. Bonaparte. I, you know what's funny? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be really impressed if he gets one other character's what, name. Who, which one's the Italian one? Mr. Bonaparte. Oh, Captain Lee. You Captain got Lee. Captain Lee. Yeah, I do remember him. Because he has a little ship. No, uh, he's like an Air Force <laughs> captain, I yeah. think, was the deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. There's a doctor in there. Yeah, doctor. Something. Who cares? It's much harder because it's all their last names so it's much harder to remember their names yeah as like even on the bachelor you have like 30 guys and usually by the time it's narrowed down to like 20 you can usually kind of start getting names well because the thing with names is that like 99 times out of 100 it's a name you've heard before yes so rarely in a dating show have i been like wow that's a new name i've never ever heard before you know what what season of the bachelor that i feel like that happened a lot with me on Peter's season. There was a lot of women who I heard new names for, and I'm like, I don't, this is, I've never heard this name before. Yeah, and then they're gone night one, and then it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, like, for real, though, it's like, you you can't just throw surnames out there, yeah. because they're all different, and you've never heard of them before. But it's because that's what they did back in the day, with, like, because you were only as pristine, or you only mattered as much as your family mattered. So they didn't care about your first name. They only cared about your last name. Like on Bridgerton. I don't get a pin in that, but yeah, point taken. Yeah. So the show is all, like, Victorian. It's just, like, the word I would use to describe yeah. this. The big dresses and the very Victorian everything. Yeah. They all look like Hamilton. Just yeah. every single one of them or, just looks like Hamilton. if you haven't seen Hamilton, they all look like Bridgerton. Oh, yeah, Bridgerton. Yeah. If you haven't seen either of those... Yeah. Watch one. <laughs> I, I do think that... One's on Disney+. Plus. And this, uh, this shouldn't... This isn't as surprising to me, I guess. Uh, the costumes that are picked for Bridgerton, obviously, are more on theme than the costumes here. For example, uh, night one, this is not a spoiler of any sort, but she comes out in this bright red dress, and yeah. I was like, they would not wear that in the Victorian era. Like, not this... It was like a... Like, really bright red dress. And I was like, that is not something that, like, that would be worn yeah. to, like, events like this. Anyway. Um, okay. All that aside. The show itself. DJ, what do you think of, like, how the show works and stuff? So, it's interesting, right? Because, like you mentioned, Miss Remy has her court and her suitors. And it's like, it's not enough just to impress the lady. You gotta blah, 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 blah. I'm not a fan of the show. Mm. So, for me... I'm not big on this kind of theming. Like, I never watched Bridgerton. Just really no interest. And, like, Victoria-era theming never really did it for me. Like, you know, it's I'm like, oh, it's the, the big dresses and the this and the that. Not really, like, my style. I just don't really care. Well, like, I, I get it. Like, I get why it's appealing, but it's just not for me. But even on top of that, I think the dating elements of this show, which, like, are the things I really would want to measure it on, are really weak. Yeah. I think that... 
I can't keep track of who the people are. I think they're trying too hard to fit this theme into it, and it gets in the way of everything. So here's just, like, one example. So instead of having a rose ceremony to, like, eliminate guys, like, they have a dance. Yes. And they do – so there's, like, three guys who get picked for the final dance, and, like, one of them will be sent home. She has to fill her dance card, which, if you've watched Bridgerton, is a thing. You get a dance card, (sighs) and in the beginning of the night – men get put onto women's dance yeah. cards and that's how you know who you're supposed to dance with next. Yeah. Um, and this way, like, that person will always be guaranteed that dance. Yeah. So this is like the rose ceremony, right? Yes. And so they do this choreographed dance and she either, like, tells two of the men, like, hey, I need you to step up your game and tells them all the problems were wrong, but ultimately you get to stay. And then she does one with the other guy who says she got to leave. And, like, it's just distracting because, like, they're doing, like, this dance and she's like, Captain Lee, I've really come to appreciate our time together, but I find that you need to pay more attention during the group dates. Yeah, I I see what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it more like a... They were trying to make it more thematic. Okay, let's talk about... I really want to talk about the theming of this show. Yeah, please. Um, Because that was the thing that drew me into this show, right? Like, I was like, love that. I, for one, loved Bridgerton, both season one and two. (laughs) I... I've always loved that kind of posh, the the attire that they mm-hmm. wore, the like, the like cute little things that they ate, and the fancy games and stuff and yeah. whatnot. Like I've always kind of loved that lifestyle and the castles and whatnot, or the mansions, whatever they, wherever they lived in. So that's what drew me to the show, and I think that it <laughs> it falls flat in a lot of aspects because um, one is that I don't think that that dance. Thing is a good idea. You're right. It's distracting. Yeah. It's distracting for her who has to talk to them while they're yeah. doing a choreographed dance. It's distracting for them who have to try to remember what she's saying to them while trying to remember the steps of a choreographed dance that they've like only just learned. And aside from all of that, the um, there are points where it they try to be really immersive. Like all the dates and stuff are like. Kind of the things that you would see on Bridgerton is what I'll say. Like, yeah. they take a stroll in the park. They, like, have, like, a, a day where they're, like, playing outdoor games and, like, um, stuff like that. And that's great. But the, the, the people, because they did not grow up in that time, yeah, don't act like they're from that time. Yes, exactly. So it, yes. It, you really lose that immersion of them Agreed. being... In this like show, like there's this one guy who's like obsessed with food, and I can't remember his name. But he can't keeps, remember any of their names. I can't remember. Th- but this one guy's obsessed with food, and he goes, "Man, I really just want to go to Sonic right now." And it's like really just throws yeah. right out of the like, "Hey, um, here's that that uh, Victorian show." Even though this guy is talking about going to a Sonic, you know? Yeah, I really think where this show fails is that because there's that gap between like what you're seeing. In terms of, like, what I would call, like, costumes and set dressing. Yeah. For the most part. And then, like, like, I, like how they're talking. And I don't mean, like, without accents. But, like, in that way, right? Yeah. Where it's, like, you know. Yeah. I have this, like, lifestyle. And it's, like, boy, I wish I was playing Xbox right yeah. now. It just, like, is so inconsistent that yeah. your brain's just, like, yeah. what am I watching and, like, right now? There's a scene where the lead... She had hiked her dress. They were playing a game outside, and she had hiked her dress up like to like above her knees yeah. to tie it up so that she. Oh, it was like a baseball game or whatever. They were playing cricket, I think. Oh yeah, cricket. 
Uh, and to run, she she hiked her dress up. And I was like, well, that would definitely not be allowed back in the day to, like, yeah. just keep, like, hike up your whatever. So, like, there are just things that, like, I'd be watching the date and then I would be snapped back into reality being like, that's not, that's not how this would work back in that day. Yeah. So, I think the the thing with the show is that because and to talk a little bit about the structure right it's so the, show, the episodes are only an hour which is fine but they i think they try and cram too much in because like there's like a general group date which is just something and then like then the group gets like smaller where like a couple guys get time with her and then only one guy gets time with her and the problem is, is because it's a, such truncated format i have no idea who is like vying for her at any given moment yeah so even if this was a show like without the victorian elements i think it would fail there too because even the format right. of the we're trying to do the bachelor yeah. in half the time an episode and we're not going to give you names. We're going to give you, like, Mr. Who so-and-so. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, past episode three, they introduced, like, two guys every episode. And it's like, stop. Is it every episode? Well, the ones we saw. Maybe they stopped at some point. But for everyone we saw, it was only two episodes. But they introduced two new guys each time. Did they introduce yeah. two new guys the second time? Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah. Wow. They came up in the carriage. I know. Because remember, it was like, and a surprise coming in the carriage. And you're like, oh, maybe it's going to be. No, I thought that that was. Um, the brother and then two new guys. It wasn't two new guys. It was. I'm sorry. I don't think it was. I promise, promise, promise it was okay. also two new guys. Okay, sure. Um, but. Uh, oh, yeah. And her brother comes at some point. It doesn't matter. But, like, they're trying to add, like, all these elements that, like, I guess that the producers and writers saw from other reality dating shows, but it's, like, way too much. Like, if you want this show to work, it needs to be hyper-focused on the Victorian aspects, like you said. Like, they don't have to speak in British accents, but, no. like, they just can't mention, like, Sonic. Yeah. like it, Or it Sanic. It needs to be a little more immersive. Like, like I, I don't want... I don't want to be reminded of, like, the era I'm living in now if I'm watching a dating show about people dating in... Victorian times. Yeah, and, like, I think the way you do this, and I want to talk a little bit about a show that we might be covering in the near future, um, like, you would need to get contestants who, like, loved that era. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if this would kind of, like, break format, but I think this show, and I'm going to do, like, a little bit of stereotyping, so forgive me, Michelle, audience, but I think this show works better if you have a male lead and female contestants, because I feel like, generally... Is more likely you would get female contestants who you could really sell the theme on and have them be really into it. Yeah, see, I I absolutely agree with you. The only thing is that that's not how that works. In that's not how it works, right? So then now what you do, because you have this problem, right, where I think it's probably hard, unless you've got like a really small group, if it was only like 10 guys, to get 10 guys who were like really in on the theme. Yeah. But like the guys don't like care about the theme. And like to be fair, it's like not their job. No. It just makes for bad television. Like yeah. they're doing the right things in terms of trying to like court this woman, but like the structure around the show is bad. Yeah. And then also the show elements are also bad. Yeah. So, needless to say, we we got a, a number of episodes in, but like we we kind of lost interest and um, we picked up on the ultimatum and then, yeah. and we were watching other shows. Like we finally finished next level chef. Yeah. Um, but we, I've just, 
I've hit a point where I'm like, I don't really care what happens with Same. this show. Which is, like, obviously not the signs of a good dating show. And we gave it a, a few episodes. Like, not really just did. one, not just two. We're like, mostly caught up. I think, like, we're only one episode behind. Like, we're pretty yeah, caught up. Yeah, like, so, like, we, we've been trying with this yeah. show. I, like, I keep saying to myself, maybe it'll get better. And it, it really just hasn't. And the show can't establish, like, any, like, characters, right? Like, this yeah. show works because you have, like, the villain yeah. and the favorite. And they're all just kind of mushed together in this stew. Yeah. And... Man, the I really think this would this show would be so different if it wasn't last names. Yeah. It would be so different. I only know Mr. Chapman because I'm like, it me. Yeah. <laughs> it me on screen. And you know Captain Lee because that's your like best friend. I like Captain Lee for like no reason. I'm just like, he seems cool. Like his hair. Um And there was like there was like some like things were like, oh that like where you see it coming, where the guy was hitting on like the friend of of Miss Remy. That's the one that we saw coming. So like yeah. when they introduced um, Miss Remy's court, yeah. and the friend walked in, we're like, any you think any of the guys are yeah, gonna like, go that's after definitely the friends? Gonna be a thing, like... And it was like absolutely, and it happened, so, and the guy got sent home, obviously, and yeah. So I, I have a question, and it's like a broader question, but like, why do you think network television really struggles with this, like kind of like the dating show concept? Because Joe Millionaire was kind of like a flop, yeah. I don't think they're doing another thing of that. I don't think they're going to pick up another season of this show. I mean, CBS does have Love Island. I know Love Island is, like, really popular, but that's more, like, an established, like, brand. But, like, for newer shows, like, Netflix has been proven that they can yeah. make, like, out of nothing, yeah. brand new reality dating shows. Yeah. But, like, network TV can't do it. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to be real with you, I think that... So there's a few things. One is that I don't think that the network dating shows are getting enough uh, input from viewers or that they themselves have compared what they're about to create to enough other shows yeah and get the reason i say input from viewers is because like if they told us this theme a while back we could have given them insights on it like told them concerns of what could have possibly gone wrong with it and stuff like that um and told them things we would like to see and what we would not like to see yeah and like that type of input is greatly appreciated I, I do believe that I also think it's hard when you're doing something like this where it's like a very you are looking for a specific audience. Yeah. Um like sorry, I can't be in a real jerk. Like you are looking for a very specific out. Get out <laughs> You are looking for a very specific audience to watch this show. I yes, I agree. And I agree. So that alone, you are narrowing your audience immediately from the get go, you are narrowing your audience. Right? Now think about it, because like let's uh, Love is Blind, The Ultimatum. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, um, Bachelor. Honestly, even Bachelor, Bachelorette. Too lot to handle. It's all just like, here's a generic dating show with these people, and we're going to, there's going to be shenanigans. So that's like, anyone who likes dating shows is going to go in and be like, cool, I could watch this. That's great. But with a show like The Courtship, it's like, here's a dating show, but it's got this filter of Victorian era over it. You've lost people who are like, I'm not going to casually watch this. Like... But what's nuts is even someone like yourself, who yeah. is like in the Venn diagram of yes. reality dating shows and yes. Victorian style whatever, yeah. you are not even the I'm audience not. for this show. I'm not. And that is like a supreme failure in my well, opinion. No. The shame is that I am the audience for this right, show. Right, I'm sorry, and but they it hasn't do hit not, with yet. It did not land with me. Right, yeah. And that is a shame. That's a shame. Yeah. I'm going to guess that they're not putting as much money into the production as they need to be. Like, yeah. not production like the set, the location, whatever. I'm saying the production like... The, like, everything that happens before filming starts. Yeah. Like, the the ideas, 
the getting feedback from use, user feedback is so important. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a user experience designer. User, well, partially because you're user experience. Yeah, kind of. Um, user feedback is so important to like know what people want. And when you do stuff like this, where you did not get a lot of user feedback or you did not get enough user feedback, you're going to get products like this, where like someone like me, who is the ideal t- like audience member for the yeah. show, does not find it interesting enough to keep watching it. So, so it's I wanna, a shame. I want to bring up one more thing before we transition to the ultimatum. Yeah. So, speaking of um, reality dating shows, like with specific set piece. So, Amazon Prime is having uh, a show come out in about a month uh, called Love Struck High. Um, Which we will absolutely be watching and yeah. reviewing. So, this is from Metro.co.uk. Uh, Love Struck High is an immersive reality show that transports 15 UK singles reliving their teenage fantasies in a special American high school setting for a second chance of finding love. My guess is something like that probably works because it's probably a setting that you could get people really in on. Yeah. Like, you could get people in the UK who are like, I don't know if this is the right word or not, but like Amerophiles. Sure. Like, people who are, like, really into, like, certain, like, you know, uh, American culture things. Yeah, yeah. And, like, probably just be like, this is a dream come true yeah. or whatever. And, like, that probably yeah. works. I also think it's easier to take someone who's previously went to school and to replace them into a school setting. Yes. As opposed yes. to someone who's never lived in the Victoria era and placing them into the Victoria era setting. So, like, I think it'll be easier for people to play that role, as it, you say. It's much easier to do, like, The Breakfast Club versus, like, you know... Bridgerton. Or, like, Bridgerton. Jane, like yeah, I was gonna say, like, Jane Austen, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, also, like, weird side note, they mentioned, like, oh Jane Austen a dozen times in the first two episodes, yeah. and I'm like, is Jane Austen's estate, like, yeah. sponsoring this? Like, yeah. we're gonna go to the, like, do I have to buy Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Right. Like, if you, if you were playing a drinking game and you took shot every time they said Jane Austen, you would be so drunk by the end of, like, episode one. The first time, I'm like, oh, that's cute. By the ninth, I was like, what is going on right yeah. now? And then it became a thing where every time they said it, DJ and I looked at each other like, uh, Jane Austen! Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe, I could scarcely believe it. Uh, so yeah, that's, um, I don't know, you have any other thoughts on uh, the courtship? Um, no, not really. Honestly, if you don't have Peacock, I don't think it's worth getting the free trial of Peacock for her. If people have Peacock, should they watch it? I mean, give it a shot. Like, if you, okay, here's what I would say to watch it. If you are into the Victorian era and you are into reality dating shows and you have exhausted your option of other <laughs> shows to watch... Give it a show. Okay. Like give it, give it a, give it a chance. That is a really narrow road to. I'm walk aware down. the the same narrow road that they gave me to watching the yeah. show. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, my thoughts are just like don't watch it. But you know that's just me. I, I'm uh, I very much like giving people the opportunity unless it's like so terrible. That's true. Bad. It's not like Joe Millionaire. Like I would tell yeah. people to avoid Joe Millionaire. Yeah. I wouldn't tell people to avoid this. But yeah. I think there's like other options. But um, I mean, there's so many other options, yeah. which is why I'm saying if you've exhausted all your other options, then watch those. Yeah, but you know what you should watch first. Oh my god, absolutely watch The Ultimatum. Okay, so we're going to talk about The Ultimatum. Uh, I'll just say this up front. Michelle and I are like huge fans. Yeah. Like, you know, that would become apparent very quickly. Yeah, we we binged this show. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly. Like, we caught up so fast. I know, I I would like to make a comment that, like, isn't about the show, but it's like a Netflix thing. So, all right, Netflix, I know you're listening. Also, just before we start at all. This is gonna be super heavy spoilers, and I'm I'm only oh, I don't usually point. say this yeah. because we don't usually cover shows this early. Yeah, but because we are co- this show's only been out for like a week, this is gonna be a super super heavy spoiler warning for the ultimatum. So like, if you plan on watching it, 
stop listening to us now and come back after you're done watching. Yeah, and and if you're in it, you'll be in it, and, and it's great. So yeah, it's like spoiler warning for like basically here on out. So yeah, come yeah. back uh, if you want to. If you don't care about spoilers, and like you know, yeah. totally fine. But, Obviously, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to. I, we never usually do that because by the time we review, like we watched. What Love Is Blind like so long yeah. after it was done? It oh didn't yeah, matter. like we got spoils from that yeah. show. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Michelle, because I think this dovetails nicely with this point I want to make. This is a Netflix point. All right, so Netflix really seems like it's holding on to this binge model because like they can't yeah. help themselves. They're like, we just want to, you know, um, drop all the content people watch it. Whereas like Disney Plus and Amazon Prime and et cetera, like absolutely not. We are gonna make once a week, stretch it out, blah blah blah. HBO Max too. They're like in the, in the same boat. It's like everyone but Netflix at this point. So here's my thing. So there's ten episodes of this show. The tenth episode is the reunion episode. The ninth is like the finale of the show, right? They drop one through eight. So yeah. the first episode up to the penultimate episode, yep. and then a week lo- later, the finale with the reunion show. And I'm just like, why? Like, I guess I appreciate that I can watch it all at once, but I wouldn't mind it spaced out. And, like, that's the thing about the spoilers. Like, it would be cool if we could come on, talk about, like, one episode, like we do with The Bachelor, and not have to worry if people are caught up or not. I disagree i know you do I know. you're like opposite <laughs> the aisle on this one i know well okay well, please, please go okay so here's my case for this yeah i i don't all we don't always binge watch shows yeah but i love having the ability to sit and watch two episodes at a time maybe three yeah. if it's a slow day yeah um whereas when it's a weekly episode you can't do that and things happen with weekly episodes where you have time but you can't watch it because they don't have any other episodes dropped and then stuff gets busy, and then you fall behind, and then you're so behind. That happened with us with Next Level Chef. We were watching it every week in the beginning, and then we missed an episode or two, and then it just fell off the tracks. Whereas, if it was like, if it was a every, if they just dropped everything at once, which I know they couldn't because that was different, because it was only airing weekly on TV. Yeah, network shows are inherently yeah, different, right? Right. So, like, I get that that was different. But if, if they had dropped everything at once, we definitely would have binged that. It's we true. binged it when we were rewatching it at yeah, the it's end. True. So, like, I it's for me it depends on the show like I'm like it's weird because like I don't mind that the Bachelor's weekly because like it gives us the opportunity to deep dive each episode right yeah the and whole guess, like community and Reddit and everyone right, it's right. it's like a whole like factory at this right. point but for something like this I don't I don't think I would need like this uh, Love Is Blinds any of the like weird like the reality shows the dating reality shows that aren't the bachelor where it's like i'm trying i don't know what niche to put them into well right now it's like they're the streaming shows right yeah but there isn't much to like separate them from the only thing is like it's the group aspect but bachelor in paradise does that all i'm saying is like i don't know that i could do a full podcast on each episode like like if they dropped one episode i don't know that i could do like an hour and a half podcast for each episode that they drop like maybe i guess you could deep dive into it but part of me is like i love being able to just binge it and then have like a long podcast discussing it well what's interesting too about that right is like you know i i feel like we would we would find things if it was one a week or even two a week right but i just feel like this model like we're not gonna be able to cover everything just because there's so much these are more like general impressions of the show but like it's it's just interesting to me that they did choose to break it up but the break was everything yeah. but the... Right, they're going to break it up. I don't know. Cut it in half or... It you was know, weird. It, like, it was this weird, like, do or don't. Because they're like, well, yeah. we kind of want it to be in the conversation. So, like, me personally, 
I haven't talked with anyone who's like watched the ultimatum. Um, except for there was, was someone at our, at our Dickens's, you know, uh, birthday party yes. who we were talking. Um, I told Nando to watch it and then I got him hooked. Right. Yeah. But I haven't seen a lot of like engagement about it. Yeah. So I have no idea. Right. Like th- this show might be a little like one and done. Like no one gave a shit. But, like, I, if you're still listening, oh, like, go watch this show, I, I think. I think that it's bigger than than we might know with it. Okay. Granted, let's be real. Our circles outside of us don't necessarily... That's not the dating yeah, I, I circle. Know. Like, they, they don't watch reality dating shows all the time. I saw a BuzzFeed article about The Ultimatum today, and I was like, okay. oh, it looks like it made it. It's what? got enough of an audience that people are writing, like, a BuzzFeed, ar- like, author is writing sure. about it. Sure, and that, well, you know, they got so much to write about, you know, they gotta choose and pick and choose. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't want to disparage BuzzFeed uh, on our podcast. Anyway, um, well, so I think, too, and what, you know, we could transition this to talk a little bit about the show. Like, Love is Blind, right? Shake went viral. Because Shake was an a-hole. Yeah. Like, grade A-hole, right? Like, he was, like, I don't like calling people bad people more than personally, but it really seemed like Shake was at least exhibiting the signs of a bad person. He he came across extremely selfish and... Yeah. Like, just not good. Like, we don't have to go into that. This show, I felt like we had a buffet of reprehensible behavior to choose from. Oh, my God. So, Michelle, do you want to talk about, like, the premise of the show, and then we'll get into some of the details. Okay. So, the show is called The Ultimatum, Marry Me or Move On. Yeah, that's like the full... Yeah, that's like the full name. Yeah. Marry Me or Move On. Yeah. So, what happens is, there's a bunch of couples that come onto the show. Yeah, they're all in like their mid-20s. The oldest guy is like 30. Okay. Yeah. But Um, mostly like the bell curve, it's like 24 to 26. Yes. So, they have all these young couples. Yeah, and they've mostly been dating in the realm from like two to two and a half years. Yeah. It's like the range. So they come onto the show, and one person wants to get married in the couple. Yeah. And the other person is not yet ready to get married. Yep. And then there is an ultimatum that is placed by the person who wants to get married. Yep. Saying, we're going to do this experiment, and then you're going to decide if you want to marry me or move on. Yeah. And so that, and then, so that's like the premise of the show. And very basic ways that the show works is that what happens is, it's the the show takes place over two months. Within the first like week, uh, like people start dating each other in the sense that like you're dating other contestants who've come on the show. Yeah. And then you have three weeks with a person that you choose as long as they've chosen you back. Yeah. To live with them for three weeks and like be married to them for three weeks yeah. essentially and like live a married life for three weeks, and then you spend three weeks with the person that you originally arrived with, and then at the end you make your decision if. You want to move forward with the person that you yep. came with, or if you want to leave that person for someone that you had discovered while you were there, or just decide that you want to be single. Yeah. So it was very interesting. So yeah, um, when we saw the pitch, and I think we thought you talked about this in the last podcast, you were like, "Oh, I'm I'm so ready for this pod uh, this, this podcast. Yes, for this podcast, but for this show, I think it's going to be great." Da da da. Myself, I was a little skeptical just because it was from the team who brought you Love is Blind, which yeah. is a show I liked but didn't love. And this felt like the little, like, stepchild show. Like, it felt the kind of, like, on the side. Let me make this yeah. other little thing on the side. Hey, Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Oh, my God. Check. How wrong I was. This show, and I, I think what makes this show. So, Love is Blind, right? Yeah. 
what's fun about it, I think, in the early um, episodes, there's a lot of cross-pollination for, like, shit that's going down, right? Yeah, yeah. You got Shane being reprehensible with two women. You yeah. got someone being like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Blah, 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 blah. It, and, and, but then they pair off with their, quote-unquote, person, yeah. and it's, like, their journey. Which, ultimately, at the end of the day, isn't, like, super exciting it's to not. watch. There's, like, moments, but it's kind of stale. Yeah. This show... <laughs> by the nature of it and, and how they go through the motions is constant cross-pollination and it's fantastic. Oh my God, it was so, so good. Michelle mentioned like the initial three weeks where they're living with a new person. Well, in the middle of that, sometimes there are get-togethers where all the guys get together and talk yeah. about what's going on. All the girls get together and yeah. talk about what's going on. There are big group dates where all the couples are together yeah. and you literally get to see your boyfriend or girlfriend dating another person. Yeah. And it is Crazy. Yo, it's like insane. So I think there's so many angles to go with the show. And, you know, I, I just, I, I'll bring up a high point just kind of out there that comes to my mind. This show, I don't know how a person decides to go on this show. If it is a genuine belief that this will lead you to get what you want. And what's crazy for some people that actually happened. Yeah. Inexplicably. If you think you're in, like, a rocky relationship and you're like, I'll go on a dating reality show, only what happens. If you're like, this is a legal way to cheat, so huzzah. Like, I don't know how you wind up on this show, but I want to say 95% of the couples wound up, like, worse off on this show as opposed to when they started or I guess from a way you could look at it they all wound up better because they got out of some possibly toxic relationships I mean absolutely toxic relationships but this is a hell of a way to end a relationship this oh, is yeah, a hell absolutely. of a way absolutely. so that was that was just one of my takeaways Michelle what were some of your major takeaways from this show oh my god everyone was awful <laughs> like they were all bad people which made for except for maybe like one or two were like fine but honestly like Watching the show was just, like, every scenario was, like, oh, my God, these trash people are just, like, trash. And none of these people should get married, and they all need therapy. And that's what this was. I, I During watching the show, there were points where I looked at DJ, and I was, like, we have the healthiest relationship in the world. I said. Especially compared to, like, all of these people. I said the name of this show could be, uh, don't worry, it's okay, your life isn't as bad as what's going on here. Yeah. Like, even if you're single, you could be single and look at these people and be like, you know what? I think this is okay. Yeah. I think what I'm doing right now is healthy for me. It's true. And it's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, other other titles I had where um, want to see six couples cheat on each other and be the worst. <laughs> cheat on each other because they're allowed to. The other one was the Lachey's are here to ruin your lives. Oh my god. Okay. Can we talk about the Lachey's for a second? Let's talk about the Lachey's. Okay. So we didn't get a ton of them on... Love is Blind, which is fine. We got more of them on Love is Blind than this show. Well, I was about to say, we didn't get a ton of them here until the uh, reunion. reunion. And they're the worst. Like, when it comes to... They're not... I'll say it. I don't think they're good hosts. And I mean that in the sense that, like, they were... They either fought back with the contestants, which we saw on the reunion of Love is Blind. Yeah. Like, Vanessa Lachey fought with, um... Shake. Shake. Like, through a lot of that. But it happened again here. She was fighting with, um... Zay. Zay. And, um... And the questions that they asked people and the scenarios that they brought up was, like, they were trying to get fights to happen. Yeah. There was no, like... 
they were there were no like genuine questions about how the couple was doing or like questions outside the box that maybe we wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. It was all like, hey, remember that fight? Let's relive that fight. And then they would show clips from a really awkward moment of the season. And then like you'd be like, you're trying to get you're trying to get people to fight. Like this yeah. isn't like you're that's not compelling. My my guess is with these two are because like i don't know yeah nick lachey was in 98 degrees and vanessa lachey is his wife yep like it just seems to me that they'll do whatever the producers tell them because i think for this show one of the things you notice like pretty quickly is in a lot of moments it seems like our contestants i guess they're all contestants or whatever the our 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 you know people on the show they get pretty liquored up Oh you see him drinking. They yeah. exhibit signs of people who yeah. like have been drinking. And it leads to drama. Now, you have the separation from... You don't literally see the producers, like, pouring vodka shots, like, right down their throats. But, like, it's pretty implied that no one's stopping these mid-20-year-olds from just, like, going crazy with the liquor. Can I... So, one thing I just want to make note of is because I, I skimmed over that BuzzFeed article about the ultimatum, knowing that we were recording this today... Um, apparently there was no drink cap on the show. Whereas, Not even kind of surprised. Whereas on shows like Love is Blind, there was like a two drink cap per whatever. Yeah. The, the standard, what, what, what I think has become the quote industry standard that I know The Bachelor does and probably honestly said at this point was a two drink an hour. Yeah. Which we have said before so in what? three hours, That's you so get what? messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but like apparently there was no drink cap, which explains a few of the scenes with, like, Madeline, where she was, like, tanked. And you're watching her, and you're like, you, you're drunk. And, like, people probably watch this back, and they're like, oh, my God. It's like, yeah. we've all been drunk. You know? Well, yeah. I shouldn't assume that. But for those who have been drunk, you know, you probably wouldn't want to see that filmed back. Because oh. you'd be like, oh, Absolutely not. But, like. Absolutely not. <laughs> you're kind of watching it with this, like, guilty. Like, oh, I know what's happening, but yeah. this is kind of enjoyable. So, like, there is that going on, so if that makes you, like, a little queasy, then, you know, watch with caution. Yeah. Um, but with, like, the Lachey's, how they're, like, actively being villains, it's weird. Yeah, it like, is weird. For me, here's how I would pivot. I mean, when I would fire them both, and I would just get, like, I'd get anyone besides them. I, I think, I think um, FBoy Island had a good idea by hiring a comedian and Nikki Glaser. Yeah, because they're typically charismatic, because that's what yeah. it takes to, like, do yeah, that yeah. job. Um, so, like, I you think... You need a charismatic person in that spot. Because I was going to say, even if you just have Nick Lachey there, like, without Vanessa Lachey, like, like feeding the fire of yeah. whatever, like, it might... It'd be better. But you're right. You, you need someone who's, like, kind of charismatic to, like, run the show. Yeah, the, the alternative is, like... I, I don't know why they didn't do this, but, like, they should have had, like, couples therapy segments where they bring in, like, the couples and, like, you oh, know, talk to the Lachey's and... You don't think so? No. No, that wouldn't have been fun to watch. I wouldn't have wanted to. The show, honestly, I think that it did everything correctly in the sense that I was never bored while watching it. Oh, me neither. Me neither. Which is, I, I, our listeners, I'm sure, would know that's, like, very shocking. Because usually during dating shows, even The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and even in Love is Wine and stuff, there were episodes where I'm like, this is boring. Because, like, it's just standard practice that they have to go through. But this show, that did not happen. I think what's one thing that's clear about the show that really carries it and I think makes it enjoyable to watch is I think there's a lot of behind the scenes goings on with the producers where they're kind of manipulating what you're yeah. watching. And it really crafts a pretty cohesive storyline where like you're watching it, like a lot of things make sense. Yeah. Like very few things in the show like come out of like nowhere. Like, whoa, what did that happen? Yeah. One thing that was a market improvement from Love is Blind. And I, and uh, the one thing about this, um, 
I, I was doing some research into when it was filmed, and it seemed like it was filmed in like late 2020. So this has been. Like, I heard mid 21. So I wasn't like, sure if it was mid 21 or or like late. It's like 2020. early to mid 21. I heard. Okay, like... so right, so maybe like late 20s when they like started, or, or at least like got production going. Yeah. But my point is, it seems like it's been in the can for a while. Sure. So I don't know how they learned like lessons from like Love is Blind, but one thing that was like really smart is they had them in apartments and they were like filmed at like all times. So if shit went down, you got to see it. Now, this did lead to like some uncomfortable moments. There was something with like Ray and Zay, which was kind of... Uh, oh, we, I, think we do, I do think we should talk about this a little All bit. All right, so we're talking about the Ray and Zay thing? Yeah, right, let's, so let's bring this up. So, uh, so Ray and Zay had arrived together, yeah. and... Ray had the ultimatum. Ray had given the ultimatum. To Zay. To Zay. Um, Ray had formed a good connection with Jake yeah. on the show, so someone else. And when she got back with Zay, I think she realized that that's not what she wanted. Yeah. So there was a night that Zay had left the apartment all night and didn't come back until 8 8 a.m. the next day. Now, Ray was understandably upset, like understandably upset. And so she went to leave the apartment and he was like trying, he was following her around and she was telling him not to. And I will say that for anyone who's been in any kind of, like, abusive relationship, yeah. this was a little, like, harrowing to watch. Yeah. Even if you weren't, honestly, because I've never been in any kind of, like, physical relationship like that. But when I watched this, I, like, I felt myself, like, get a little tense and, like, yeah. uncomfortable. So there's a, a moment where he, like, grabbed her arm to try to, like, keep her there. And she was, like, begging him to let go. And he wasn't. And then she threatens to hit him, and we didn't see it, but apparently she did. Yeah, she, like, apologized for it later. Yeah, so. so that moment of the show, I feel, it was it was almost a little too real, and it was very, it was, like, the most intense scene of, like, the show, in my opinion. Yeah. Only because, it, like, there was a moment where I was sitting there, and I was like... Is she okay? I, I, I was worried. I'm like... Because it, it wasn't like there was a camera crew in there with them. It was yeah, just well, like one just, of the apartment cameras. Like they probably caught this later, right? It's yeah. possibly like everyone was sleeping, right? Yeah. Or, you know. And like, it, it was just like, it, it made me like, I was sitting there like a little uncomfortable. And again, nothing like that had happened to me. But I imagine that if you had been in a scenario like that, it could be a little triggering for people because yeah. just how, how like real it felt in the moment and how like intense of a scenario it was. Yeah. yeah I mean, also because she's fairly small and he's like a large dude. Yeah. And like, I, I, I think the show kind of like really like, like push some boundaries where it's like, yeah, we're probably going to stretch like what like acceptable is. But like the thing about this show is like, it's such a journey. Cause like everyone on the show comes in optimistic. Like yeah. everyone who gives the ultimatums, like, like, like Shanique who is like yeah. I want a ring on this finger yeah. let's fucking go and by the end of the show she's like I really think I've grown yeah. and I've just yeah. like learned so much through this experience and it's like it's they're all the only person who like doesn't change is April April is April from yeah. like the beginning of the, yeah. of the end of the show yeah. like April wants what April wants aside from that I think that the the people who made the ultimatums who made it through the show uh this was a very humbling experience for them, I think. Yeah. The only person who didn't learn their lesson whatsoever was Alexis. Yes. Who, so this is something like we're talking about. So if you've been listening so far and you're like, I don't know if the show's for me. This is like a spoiler, but I will say it's not the craziest spoiler it's of the not. show. So like this could be like maybe some breadcrumbs for like, oh, maybe I should check this out. 
Um, and this happens like really early on. So yeah. Alexis makes the ultimatum and she wants her boyfriend to like yeah. propose. Yeah. Right? And the, it seems like they're in a fairly healthy relationship, but the thing that she's, she wants more like money. Like she wants him to be financially stable or something, which yeah. is crazy. Cause he seemed fine. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I will say Alexis is a very yeah. good person. So, like, the very first part of the show is the ten of them, like, just start intermingling and yeah. talking to each other. Yes. And Alexis is going through this process, and they're, like, she's not finding anyone. Yeah. She's straight up finding anyone. There's one guy, Colby, who, like, is a scumbag. Yeah. But, um, like, this, he wasn't really at fault here, but he told her, like, I'm not attracted to you. Well, it's because she kept, so they had, like, talked yeah and then like she went and talked to him again and then i think by the third time they showed us he was like listen i'm just not really because he wanted to like explore other yeah like possibilities so he said to her like like he said he wasn't interested and he said i'm not attracted to you right but i I don't know if he started with i'm not attracted to you i think he said he wasn't interested and then she said why not and then yeah then he said it i'm not attracted to you which like I don't think it's a bad thing to say to someone. No. Like, sometimes it's just, like, how it is, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the whole like, show love is wine, like... Yeah, but, like, she took that as, like, I'm not attractive. Yeah, like, this, is a, this was a woman with some big insecurity issues. Like, that's what she heard, and she could not let it go. Now, now we're not joking when we say she could not let it go. Like, to the point where she held a grudge against him for the rest of the season. Yeah. Like, the rest of it, and go ahead and explain what happened like yeah, with her. So um <laughs> so there's like this dinner where they all select who they're gonna be with. Yeah. And it's getting to the point where her boyfriend like did have some suitors and like did have some potential yeah. to, to pair up with, and she's like freaking out because she's like, no one's gonna pick me. Her boyfriend gets up and fucking proposes to her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, yes. So yeah. this woman's journey was, I'm going to bring my boyfriend under the ultimatum. Oh my God, this has backfired <laughs> in my face. No one's going to select me. Oh, I got everything I ever wanted. My yeah. boyfriend proposed to me. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, so she learned absolutely nothing. Um, and like later, like she comes back and she gets like this like bachelor, this sham bachelorette yeah, party. Yeah, they do like this little bachelor party with only the women of the show. Yeah, and she's like, you know, Colby's a really bad dude. The one yeah. who said that he wasn't attracted to her. And it's like, it's just crazy. He's like, no, man. He said he wasn't attracted to you. Yeah. Not that you're not attracted. Also, like, it's crazy that she still cares about that, even though, like... The, she's engaged! Now, my guess is, when she said that, she might have been a little drunk. Maybe. Yeah. But the problem is, she also was still holding a grudge during the reunion. And it, yeah. Which was, like, months after. And it's like, guys... And, like, what's nuts is, like, she must have watched it back and, like, saw what happened. Unless, like, she literally can't comprehend that... That being said, it's like, this person doesn't think I'm an actor. Um, so, oh my, it was just, oh. Yeah. I, 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 Honestly, I um, So, if that, that, I would say that's a teaser for, yeah. there are other things that happen, like, unrelated to this. But if you're like, well, that's crazy. Yeah. There's, like, even crazier stuff that we won't mention here to, sure, like, sure. you go watch. Like, it, it, like it's not, it's not worth rehashing for like people who like have seen it or like if you need more incentive. But I really think that just the idea of this show. When I like told people about the premise of the show, yeah. when we saw the trailer, they were like, "What the hell is yeah. this?" Honestly, that's what we said when we saw the trailer. We're yeah. like, "How how is this even gonna work?" And like the way that the show works is either like the show is either a bomb or it's a firework, yeah. and it's a firework. Yeah, and 
I like I legitimately don't know how they pulled it off. Yeah, I like, I've maintained this for a long time with reality dating shows. I think that what not the thing that makes her break it makes her break one, but a big thing is the producers. Yes. Like producers of reality TV have so much influence in saying like the editing and people's actions. Because you gotta remember, the contestants, like, that's mostly who they're talking to. Yeah. And like it's so easy for these people to like manipulate a mid twenty something and like plant a seed. Oh yeah. Like even if you look at a show like F-Boy Island, like, I would probably attribute some of F-Boy Island's success was they got a bunch of the Bachelor in Paradise, HBO hired a bunch of the Bachelor in Paradise producers, they just gave them the brink truck full of money, and they're like, just make us a show. Yeah. We want to get to the reality dating show game. And as much as I, like, didn't love the ending, I thought F-Boy Island is, like, was ultimately a successful show. Like, they're going to make a season two, and I'm definitely going to watch. Because I really liked F-Boy Island. Um... And I'm gonna need I've, something to do during my paternity leave. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also curious how they're gonna do it. Where like Same-sies, yeah. with the women, like obviously you know half the people there are like yeah. f boys. It it's it is tough, and I will say these shows with like heavy gimmicks, right? Like where there's like a game with like the circle and FY Island, and you know someone love is blind. It's hard to do a season two. Because the contestants know what's going on. Yeah. So you got to, like, find a way to spice it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. I think shows, like, Too Hot to Handle are fine because it's just, like, it's just that. Yeah. It's just, like, hot singles yeah. become better. The hardest blah. thing is getting the people to go onto the show, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, I want them to do a season two of The Ultimatum. You know, I, we'll see how it goes. Um, okay, so I, I, ha- I have some ideas that I want to pitch to you, Michelle. Sure. I'm the pitch being guy. I want to pitch ideas to you sure. how to make the show even better. All right, here's my idea number one. I want more couples. I want like 10 to 12 couples. I want it to be a lot of people. I know it might be hard to keep track of, but like if we don't do every couple every episode and hyper-focus across a few episodes, I I want way more people. For reference, how many couples went through the process now? Through the process, four. Okay. Six came on. Yes. Okay. I would not want 10 to 12. I think you could do... Six to seven. Okay. I'll, I think ten would be far too many to keep track of. I'll take six to seven. But I want six to seven going through the process. Sure. All right, so hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Here's how I want it done. Sure. The first week, I want, and I'm putting this in air quotes for our listeners, random assignments as to who lives with who. Like, they are told, like, you will pick a name, blah, 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 and that will be your assignment. And, like, the producers would, like, control it all. It wouldn't truly be of random. Course, of course. But, like, we, they would put them in situations where it's like, oh, God, I got to live with this person, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And that's, like, a getting to know you and see what happens. That And, like, they would also still be, like, like dating, again, in air quotes, like, other people on the side. Then for the second round, they get to pick their person. So it's, like, the first round for this. Yeah. And then they do the third where they're with their final person. The reason I do this is I think you have the ability to ratchet the tensions up between more couples and have more of that cross-pollination. Well, well, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. My The only reason I think that that wouldn't work as well as, like, you're imagining is the... So you're saying, like, that first week they get randomly assigned to people. Yeah. Right? And again, not actually random. Yes, I know, I know. Right, yeah. I'm, and then the second week, they get to pick people. Yes. How are they going to know who they actually want to be paired with? Because during that first week, they're still doing like group dates and stuff and still dating other people on the side oh. after like the pool parties and stuff like that. So that oh, first okay. week, it seemed more as like an open relationship. Maybe, maybe even call it like the roommate phase. Oh, like okay. we're going to sure. give you a roommate. 
Um, and maybe do a couple like guy, guy, girl, girl, like, you know, whatever makes sense. But like, I want the first phase to be the roommate phase. And the reason I'm proposing this is I want more time for them all to get to know each other. Yeah. And I want more potential cross pollination between all the different couples. Right, right, right. So that's why I'm having this little kind of preamble to the select your mate person. Also, I think you avoid a scenario with the Alexis scenario where someone is off immediately because some guy caves to the ultimatum. I want more of like a warming up period so I can get more juice with the squeeze. I want this exact show that we just watched, except every single person is bisexual. That would be a hell of a show. That's what I want. Um, I think you could do that casting call. I think that totally works. I love that, I want by the way. couples where each couple is bisexual and they are in a relationship. Or pansexual. We could or, open up the aperture. Sure, sure. Sure. Excuse me. Uh, well, the reason that that gets harder is because pansexual people are attracted to personalities, and if they don't necessarily... Right. Find I, anyone there. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to really include. I'm, I'm trying to get all Be the more inclusive. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what I'm saying is, I want people there who are not just heterosexual. I want people yes. there who are going to be attracted to any and all genders because then I want to see that would cause shenanigans and I want to see that happen. And like, even like if you could just get like 12 people who are like, I'm open to anything. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in a various point of my journey. Uh, gender and sexuality are both fluid. So, you know, <laughs> like, let's fucking go, right? Um, so I love I that. Watch. I would love that show. Love that. I've been waiting for The Bachelor to do like a gay season or a... I know, I know. I've been waiting for that for a long time. That's um, not going to be for like ever. I know. Um, by the ne- time our kid, we'll have grandkids and we'll be like, what are doing a gay season? Bachelor. I'm like, I'm waiting for the senior Bachelor. That's in tease forever. Come on, guys. I want to see that. How cute is that going to be? Um, so what do you think my first pitch? If you had to rate it out of 10. Out of 10? Um give it a seven yeah perfect that's enough for netflix funding so boom what there okay next one now this one might be a harder sell but I, I i really think that this would be um this would be a good one okay so i'm stealing a little bit from like two outs handle on temptation island sure, sure. but i also want in the pool of available people to pick from people who aren't in relationships but like hot single people i want hot single people who are available <laughs> in the dating pool hot singles in your and, area and, and even if they aren't selected i want them to just like hang around for like the group dates and oh, pool temptation. parties it's a little oh. bit of temptation island but so like you know how in fy island they had like the the ones who were shunted off to like the the, there was the cool mansion and like the bad survivor mm. island blah blah so like the singles who aren't selected they're just hanging out oh oh the- this but also right in the kitchen where they are trying <laughs> I- to <laughs> where they are trying to sabotage the relationships first of all 25 points for bringing up a rat in the kitchen just thank you could you, you clear thank that you. up for yes. the probably okay. few people who are listening who don't know what rat in the kitchen is sure Ren the Kitchen is a show where with um so there's like all these chefs and they're trying to cook a meal yeah. and there's one one rat in one the, the rat like there's like a chef who's trying to sabotage like the meal itself. So like you can't tell if someone just accidentally made a mistake or if they intentionally tried to do something wrong or whatever. So we've been seeing that 
commercial a lot. I, I, I was going to say, this is not a show that we've watched. No. It's just we've seen a lot of the promos. And I think because it's on TNT and I've been watching a lot of basketball. Yes. Because March Madness and yes. now it's like NBA okay. playoffs. Yes. So I think that's why we've had high exposure to it more so than usual. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right, let's do a ride in the kitchen. Right? Blame basketball. Yes. Going back to your original point, phenomenal idea. Yeah. 10 out of 10, here's the money, go do it. Yeah. You, you get the singles in there and they're trying to sabotage the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Not, but it shouldn't be everyone. It should be like just a few of the singles yes. are trying. Yes. Yes. And they're just moles. That's the FYI Island aspect oh as my well. God. This is perfect. They're just moles because they're just trying to get money. We're just taking every show and yeah. mushing it together. We would but make a great reality We would be show. good producers. We like, be. we have watched enough reality television, and I think we're fairly manipulative enough to, like, we could <laughs> do that. Like, oh, I, will, well, I would so love to just do that job. We were also talking about how, not that we watch too much reality TV shows, but how recently we've been catching a lot of like reality tv show faux pas that maybe maybe someone with an untrained eye wouldn't catch yeah faux pas are like you know yeah faux pas is good but i also think of tropes but do you quickly want to aside to the one that you caught during next yes. level chef yes. of them when you're thinking absolutely. about yeah yeah, yeah 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 that is absolutely the one i was thinking of so there's two from next level chef but the one that i'm thinking of in particular is so during and this is a spoiler for Next Level Chef if you plan on watching it, I guess. But towards the end, it kind of a spoiler. I mean, you could leave out the names. It it's doesn't really, matter who. No, but I mean the so during the whole season, the everyone's wearing colored yeah. aprons based on what team they're on, and then towards the end of the show, they wear they are told to switch to gray aprons because yeah. they're now fighting for themselves. They're not necessarily on a team. Even though it ends up with... Very light spoiler. Yeah. Um, So, someone is doing a confessional and talking, and we're watching them. And they keep cutting back to the people. And everyone's in their gray aprons. And then they go back to the confessional. And then they cut back to the people, and everyone's in their colored aprons again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was a mistake. Like, because we just watched them change Well, it was was the ITM, and they had, like, the colored apron on. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was like... You know, they probably took a clip like, man, that was really hard. Yeah. And, like, they stitched it in here. And, like, right, like, normally I assume most people wouldn't see that. But you watch yeah. enough reality TV show over... Yeah. What I think of it as is just, like, it's just, like, um over time kind of deal. Like, even yeah. if you only watch The Bachelor. It's just, yeah. like, things you start, like, noticing. Yeah. And, then- and even, like, the, the thing with the cooking shows, like, they all use it. But, like, I watch Fortune yeah. Fire. And they use the confessionals or yeah. ITMs as their... That's, like, the right. new term, apparently, well, is ITM. The other one, the other one, real quick, that happened was... Same show, um, Piet on the show, she had, one day she was cooking and she had this ponytail in her hair. Yeah. And she's cooking and she's talking and whatever. And then they go to the, I guess, the ITM and she has these little pigtails in. And I was like, that's not from the same day. That's from a different episode, a different day. Yeah. Because, like, she literally has a different hairdo and she did not, like, switch her hair. So, it's just, like, little stuff like that is, like, sort of, like, the behind the curtains that we've been kind of noticing more frequently. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, going back, Sorry. we want to smush, <laughs> you're all good. We want to smush all these shows together yeah. and make like a hyper show. It's, it's, so the ultimatum is the main premise. We got the F boy Island saboteurs. We yeah. got the two hot to handle, just really hot single people who yep. are there to either just like hang out or be the F boy yep. Island saboteurs. Um, I, you know, I, I want, I want to drag it out. I want, I want longer couples. I, I really do think so. I really do think that if Netflix did this over five weeks, 
two episodes over five weeks, they really could have built up like the hype machine. Because think about it, like you could have ended or do like the first three. You would have ended the first batch of episodes with the crazy proposal that yeah. I mentioned with Alexis. That's true. And then you start setting things on fire, and it's like because then that's all I need to tell someone. Look, Netflix just released a show. There's like three episodes. Check this out. Yeah, it's true. It is also less daunting to get someone to watch a show when it's like only three episodes are out. And someone's like, okay, well, I can commit three hours of my life to the show. And all I have to tell you is like you watch this first part and there's a carrot at the end that is so good and like dying to talk about it. But also, not just that, it's also like a... You watch these first three episodes and if you're not into it, then you can stop. Because you're not going to be into it. That too, yeah. So... And we always like, oh, like, what's the dividing line? But this show had, like, a clear dividing line. Yeah. If you're not in by that moment, you're not in for the show. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when that happens, you're, like... Because when we started, like, watching the show, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. kind of cool. But then, like, you like you get glued to it. You're like, what is going to happen next? It's also... I think it's worth mentioning that the one thing that this show did super well that a lot of other shows don't or can't is I... I was very surprised by the end results of it. Like, I I had made wrong assumptions about what would happen, whereas I feel like I usually am pretty good at just, like, figuring out who's going to go in what direction, what decisions are going to be made, stuff like that. And, like, they gave, they didn't give anything away. Like, The Bachelor gives everything away all the time. It's true. So they didn't give anything away with any of the, like, cuts or anything. And honestly... I was really surprised by a lot of the the decisions that were made. And I don't know if that's because the way that they edited it, so that it made it seem like they wanted you to think something, so that by the end you had this clear idea of what was going to happen and then it didn't, or whatever other reason. But I was pleasantly surprised that I like didn't necessarily completely call it yeah and I mean what's also funny this is again like kind of like a spoiler for the show but not really a surprise is that like when you get to the end and it's the reunion episode and you're like oh wow didn't work out for them oh wow didn't work out for them oh wow didn't work out for them you're not like did it actually work out for huh how many couples I so in terms of who it did work for the the total number of couples who were still in I guess it's like a spoiler, but let's say if we go by the premise of like the show's metrics of success, which is like an engagement at the end, or you date the other person, yeah. like those are the two goals, only three, so 50% were like successful by it being three engagements and no one was with their other person by the end. Yeah. Yeah. There's one couple who was in like a gray space, yeah. but like... I'm not going to count an original couple who was, like, still a couple at the end. Like, the the metric was engagement. That's what the show told me. So if I'm going by the show's yeah. rules, 50%. And only one of those couples actually went through so, with the process. That's true. Cause, because, the well, the one was Alexis that we talked about yep. where she got engaged early. Then there was other There's another one that we'll kind of leave out. I'm not going like, to talk about it because it's pretty yeah. good. You absolutely need to watch the show. Yeah. Um, but that other couple also did not go through the process of the um Yeah, the one that we're not ultimatum. mentioning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um but, So then only one couple yeah. actually went through the process and got engaged at the end of it. Yeah. So it's I would say the show is like a fifty percent rate by the Or I metrics. should say and is still engaged yeah. by the end of it. So I would say by their their metrics like fifty percent. But in terms of people who went through it, only twenty five percent, because four yeah. went through, only one came out alive. Oh um, but or intact or whatever. But yeah, that's why I would want more, like just like stuff going on in uh, in there. So um, we're gonna wrap up here, Michelle. You got final thoughts on the ultimatum? I mean, definitely watch it. At least, like watch up to the first three episodes. Um, 
that's when the stuff goes down. If you still aren't into it after the first two episodes, then it's not the show for you, I don't think. Yeah. But we had a really good time watching it, like watching the whole thing. Yeah, the other thing about the Honestly, show- even the the reunion was still super interesting to watch. Even if half of it was me complaining about how bad Vanessa and Nick Lachey were yeah, true. as hosts. But outside of that, it was still like an interesting reunion. I will say, um, the one thing I get about the show is I would call this a good like multitask show in that you kind of know when you need to tune in and tune out. Because it's not everything is gripping. That's the other thing with this show, and I know why they don't do it, but all the episodes could have been edited down literally in half. Yeah. Like, these could have been, like, half-hour episodes, but they, they want the longer times, because the longer watch, and it's better for numbers, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I get why they're all hour-long episodes for the most part, but um, it could be one where, like, you know, if, if you do, like, video or sound editing, like, you could probably, like, have this on in the background and being like, oh, what's going on here? And, and then, like, tune in when you need to. Uh, any, like, kind of arts or crafty tasks. Video task. or sound editing was a very weird and specific task that you gave. I know someone who did that, so well, that's why I picked it. It's just weird because, like, no- normal people, that's not... I was thinking, like, if you wanted to, like, scroll your phone or if you wanted to, like, I don't know, like, play with your pet. I, I guess I'm saying, like, it, it, it's something if you want to, like, oh, I don't want to be, like, unproductive. Like, it's it, it's a good, like... You know, not like an idling show where, like, yeah, maybe, like, you are, like, scrolling for the boring bits. But it's, like, it, it could be, like, a like a do-work kind of show. Yeah. Where I don't think all of them are that, but I think this one is that. Because it's kind of, like, tune in, tune out. Um, but I would love if they took some of my recommendations and moved forward with it. Like, I think you could really, like, ratchet up the crazy. Because this is one thing I think this show is, like, this show needs to, um, I would say, quote-unquote, like, back off from. Where, like, the show has, like, a they want to pitch that they have a genuine interest in making people's lives better. Like this and love is blind. And it's like, stop, yeah. like stop doing that. Like yeah. make it like the heel dating show that we know it is. Yeah. And like really, but it's like, you know, it's not going to be easy here. Blah, blah, blah. We have these 10 singles who are yeah. ready to mingle. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, I, those are the kind of things that I, that, that are the tricks of the show that I just think it would make it like even more compelling. Agreed. Um, a, l- a little bit of irreverency uh, can be good. That's what I really loved about FBoy Island yeah. was the show knew how irreverent it was yeah. and it really embraced oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Up until the end when the show totally cheated. But yeah, that's true. I digress. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's the ultimatum. It was great. Yeah, we Give loved it. Give it a watch. Um, okay, so we'll see everyone again in two weeks. So one, I just have one other real quick thing. Yeah. If you like cooking shows, watch Next Level Chef. <laughs> I know we we've we've reached it a few times in past episodes, but we just finished it. Really enjoy it. You said they're gonna get a season two. They got a season two. I'm, they, they, I, they... I honestly, I really enjoy it. I like the premise of it. I like how they did it. I love the chefs. Gordon Ramsay is like phenomenal. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how, like, you know, they, they they being, like, network executives, like, measure, like, what, how to pick up, like, more episodes or whatever. But I, I think just, like, at this point, Fox will just pick up anything of Gordon Ramsay's that is remotely successful just to keep Gordon Ramsay around. I mean, yeah. Because Gordon Ramsay has a billion cooking shows on Fox, and they're like, we can't lose this guy. Yeah. He's, like, our most valuable asset. Yeah. But it was, it was such a fun and unique cooking show. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I really enjoyed the aspects of it. Like, I've seen a lot of competitive cooking shows. A lot of competitive cooking shows. And this was just, like, a very weird, unique, fun little... Like, it's a good show. I I will say, to to those who watch, just be comfortable with the fact that the show will lie to you. 
Oh, yeah. The show will lie to you, and it tells you that it lies to you yes. in fine print at the end of the show. It's, is that the end, or is it in the it's beginning? A, it's uh, the end. It's the very yeah, end. Yeah, they, they tell you, like, some decisions are made by producers. So it's like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so like, we know that, because we watch so much reality right. TV. But, but it's nice that they're, like, giving a disclaimer. Yeah, so, so this show will lie to you, and that's okay. Just yeah. be okay with it lying to you. Yeah. Because it would rather push a narrative than, like, whatever the actual, yeah. like, best food. But honestly, like, you're not tasting it. How do you know? But honestly, us watching it and knowing that, Veil was yeah, there. No, we still just, enjoyed it. Because some people who watch cooking shows don't know all the like tweaks of like reality. Yeah, yeah. Because you know it's um. Can I can I say the my chopped thing? Yeah, go. You for think it. the Food Network can't afford a second ice cream machine? <laughs> like with the the joke being that uh, the the race on chopped dessert round is whoever can get their stuff into the ice cream machine first. Yes. So. I would just never plan to make an ice cream dessert. Like, that just seems like the same. Well, that's, well, the thing is, it's so, like, if you can successfully make an ice cream in that amount of time, it's, like, very, like, oh, my gosh. So cool. Except for that one guy who made an ice cream after that other guy made an ice cream and he didn't clean the machine and then that other guy's ice cream got into his ice cream and it's like, you fool. Yeah, I just never So we liked cooking shows. So we recommend that if you like competitive cooking shows, give Next Level Chef a watch. What was it on? Fox and Hulu. Hulu. I guess at this point, just Hulu. Hulu. It's on Hulu. Um, give it a watch. It's very entertaining. Um, if not just to watch Gordon Ramsay yelling at people and um, people making silly mistakes, which we love. Yeah. So. Um, so what are we doing next, Michelle? What are we doing next? I think the only thing we have like in the tank that we haven't covered yet is uh, the third season of Too Hot to Handle. Oh. I think that's the only one that was like a recent thing that we didn't watch okay uh, so i guess that's what we're going to yeah. do yeah yes that's what, i don't i'm sorry i phrased this as a question the next thing we're going to do is three hot, hot to handle three hot to handle um <laughs> so and then we should be getting the bachelorette soon it should be dropping sometime in may we have some exciting things coming up so season four of the circle drops on may 4th uh, uh. That might be a passing, like, hey, guys, everything is still broken with this show, and it's just still garbage. But then, I think it's, like, mid-May, we get that, like, American, uh, whatever oh, I called it, high school. The British high school, UK yeah, high school, American high school. High school, school fantasy, whatever. So, we'll we'll probably cover that. But, uh, yeah, we um, next episode will be three hot to handle. Three hot, Two hot three, three handle. handle. Three hot, three handle. Three hot, three handle. Three hot, three handle. So, uh, yeah, anything to plug Michelle? Uh, follow us on Twitter at Rose's Rejections. We've been a little quiet since The Bachelor has ended. I should be, I really should be tweeting more about the other shows that we're watching. Oh, speaking of The Bachelor, because we're allegedly a Bachelor podcast, did you hear like the uh, <laughs> little kerfuffle with uh, Clayton? No, please. So there was a there was a, a TikToker had came out and said that Clayton cheated on Susie with her. Oh. And she had proven Clayton's like, this is ridiculous, this is a lie, there's no way this happens, I definitely didn't do this. And she's like, no, 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 I have proof, I have, like, evidence, you know, that this is you. And he's like, well, I have evidence where I was, like, I was at a gym when you are saying we met. And it turned out that she, the TikToker had hooked up with someone who looked like and claimed to be Clayton. <laughs> but this, that reality Steve got involved, yeah, like, it wow. was a, oh, it was a whole thing. And, um, I know we don't usually keep up with, like, the nonsense gossip, but, like, this this made it to uh made it across my timeline in my feed but uh yeah a little 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 kerfuffle That's there so i feel bad for the woman who hooked up with a guy who she thought was Clayton? Listen, if you're gonna publicly out someone, you gotta be effing but, sure. But that's why I feel bad because she probably was so sure that it was I don't him. Know, man, check your sources. Be careful. But uh, yeah, 
That's uh. I would I would love to see a photo of this guy, like to how much. Yeah, he I don't know if that like ever playing. like came up, but uh, yeah, very very interesting stuff there. But uh, I think it's the only Bachelor news. I I, uh, I think we're gonna get the next season of the Bachelorette in about a month and a half or so. We're getting are we getting Bachelor before we're getting we're gonna get Bachelor before Bip, right? Yeah, so he's Bachelorette and then Bip. So. Are they filming Bip now? No, they're filming the Bachelorette right now. Oh okay. Yeah. They're probably wrapping up filming about now, would be my guess. Mm, okay. So, great. and then, uh, yeah, so like, careful, like, spoilers, like, you gotta stay off anywhere near, like, Reality Steve and all that, because he's got all the ends with the full spoilers. How does he always get the mm. spoilers, man? Mm. Like, you think, like, the Bachelor producers would just, like, if anyone was tipping Reality Steve, they would, like, instantly be cut. Yeah, like, right. You know. I guess it's good to have inside sources. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, follow that. Um, check out uh, mostly nitpicking, a, a movie podcast where we pick apart pop culture by looking exclusively for the details. We just did Sonic the Hedgehog two, which we love. Yeah, it was such Re- a cute, really movie. fun movie. Huge improvement from movie one. Yes, uh, I think this one was much better. Yes, and next we will be covering um, the Fantastic Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. Wow. So that'll be it. that'll be the movie we're doing next. Mm. So, uh, yeah, follow us at Mostly Nipping, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So uh, check out all the other podcasts on the Pop Break Network: Live, Laugh, Lovely, the TV Breakcast, covering Moon Knight, covering all the other TV shows that are out right now. Severance, I think. So uh, yeah, check that check that out, and um, we will see you in two weeks with three hot three handle three hot three handle. All right, bye guys. Love you.